My name is Jessica, and today with me I have my two co-hosts. Hi, I'm Jonathan. Hi, and I'm Larry. And today we will be reviewing the TV show called Pen15, which you can currently find on Hulu. But first, we are going to go into our segment called Sibling War, where one of the siblings will bring either a show, a song, or anything they really like, and have the other siblings either roast or toast their pick. So in this episode, it is Larry's turn, and... Larry, what did you choose for us this time? Okay, so ever since I got into my K-pop phase last year, I've been kind of discovering and finding out more girl groups, and just a good, different group in general. Um, and Bandit, uh, they're known as BVN, BVNDIT, but uh, Bandit debuted <laughs> last year. And uh, for the Sibling War, I shared their latest comeback, which came out in November. Um it's, their comeback is called Dumb, which is their title track, and it's their first mini album release. And uh, I remember when I first discovered when it was when their where their uh, music video was going to release. I freaking um I was still working graveyard shift at work, so it would um it would debut or it would premiere when, when I'm at work, and and it was like a two a.m. I think in, in the morning, so yep. <laughs> on break. On break, I, I went to the break room and turned on my phone and just watched the music video immediately. And I was telling my coworker back there, I'm like, "Hey, like, I'm just gonna let you know, I'm gonna be blasting this really, really loud because I want to hear, because I just, I just want to hear how it sounds." And he's like, "Okay, that's fine." And then I listened to it twice because I want to make sure I got all of it. I'm like, "Okay, I'm happy. I'm happy with this, uh, with this new song." <laughs> um, but uh, what would you guys think? <laughs> Just leave, leave it like that. Leave, leave it. Leave it straight up like that. <laughs> um, I've heard of. I've. I haven't heard of them actually. I've seen their name like pop up on the K-pop Reddit, and I've scrolled past them. <laughs> wow, rude! <laughs> hey, there's a lot of there, K-pop groups. Out there, there are a lot there's of K-pop lot. groups. Okay, I don't blame her. there is a lot. Like, I don't blame that. Okay, don't, don't I'm just joking. Anyone. I'm joking. Yeah, like I just I scroll through, so I scroll through them. I've never stopped to actually watch them, but this is the first time I've actually heard their song. And at first, their song sounded a lot like uh, Mama Moo's older stuff. Oh yeah, um, yeah, mm-hmm. it does. Yeah, it sounds a lot like that. Uh, what what entertainment group are they from? Uh, Do you know? S and H. They're actually pretty new. They only have two groups oh. uh, right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. S and H. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, I've never because yeah. <laughs> there's so many entertainment <laughs> companies in Korea. <laughs> but yeah, um, I thought the song was just mediocre. It, it I feel like in the in the last sibling war that you did with um, Bon Bon Chocolat was it? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. who was that? Ever yeah, yeah, Ever yeah. I feel like I like that more than I liked this song. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just thought it was mediocre. The video was whatever. It kind of. I didn't know what they were trying to say, so I had to go look up the lyrics, <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is what you're trying to say, but I feel like it doesn't have anything to do with the music video, so yeah, I just thought everything was just fine. It just sounded yeah. like your typical K-pop song that you would hear, so yeah, mm-hmm. those are my thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Jonathan? 
Oh, uh, do you want us to talk about the documentary? Oh, we're gonna talk about it after. Mm. After you oh, yeah, yeah, guys okay, okay. talk talk smack about the music video. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, uh, the song itself is is good. I mean, I I enjoyed it. It's it's a good you know, uh, K-pop song. Uh, when it hit the chorus, I was like bobbing my head. I was like, yeah, cool, cool song, uh, cool song, bro. And then, um, <laughs> like, uh, but the. The, the the dance was fine. The music video was fine. Um, I didn't I didn't even actually look up the lyrics at all. <laughs> okay, I'll be honest with you. I don't even know the lyrics to the song. Oh my goodness! <laughs> uh, so yeah. I am the only one that did my research and went to go look it up. It, this okay. was not a part of the. This it was wasn't, not a part. I never of told thing. you guys to look up the lyrics. If you yeah, want, Larry to look the did not post a Google Doc of the lyrics <laughs> along with the music. Okay. <laughs> All right, next time I won't do any extra work, okay? Won't do any extra um, work. Yeah, I thought it was fine. Um, I actually really liked the other one that you posted better. <laughs> not not the bonbon chocolate. Yeah. The other one, um, I don't remember. The stars, one. Uh, one more day. That that was the other. Yeah, one that, was that one was good. Oh that yeah, one was that good. one's good. Like, the, but then the song was good too. Like yeah, oh, the song was good. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's good. I don't know why you changed it because. <laughs> I changed that it because I like better. Bandit more, and Sistar already disbanded. So <laughs> I don't care. That song was good though. Like it, it, it was. Um, the the lyrics were good, and the video was good, and like the, oh, that You're was good about something that would even. <laughs> <laughs> and, but you changed it, and this one's just kind of okay. It's yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. it's the song is good, but like. The video, I wish the video told the story or did something. It did not. And I wish that the lyrics also, I mean, for me, like, I don't even have to look up the lyrics. I just kind of feel like the lyrics are just, you know, like, I feel like the song it's not going to mean anything. But I don't know. I, just, I guess I take that back. Don't cut this out. Of the, of the oh, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to cut it out. <laughs> I'm going to leave it in. I'm going to leave um, all the roasting in. <laughs> yeah, I just, um, uh, yeah, I thought it was fine. Yeah, okay. I mean, it wasn't. I didn't want to like plug my ears, you know. Like it was good. <laughs> yeah, it was a good song. Yeah, the the music video could have been better, and the dancing was fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like like to be honest, I knew about Bandit. I didn't like their debut song. Uh, their debut song was Hocus Pocus, um, which I shared earlier before, but I changed. I was like, you know, what? it's not that interesting. I'm not going to share it. Um, but what I liked was their second song. It was like a single. Um, one of the members from Pentagon produced it or something. Uh, Pentagon's a, a boy boy group, and then um, I liked that song, and that's what really put me on their radar. Because what really kind of takes my interest in any in any uh, K-pop groups is how well they handle different types of songs and how well they handle different types of genres. That's why I like BTS, you know, because BTS they do experiment a lot. Um, and that's why when I first yes, hear, thank you. Yes, and that's why when I when I first hear like a, a debut song. I have to listen. I want to. I want to like look forward to their comeback first to kind of see what they do differently, and that's why I like these K-pop groups because they're always coming out with different new stuff, uh, different stuff, new stuff, and they're always trying to experiment, always trying to um, change things up a little bit just to kind of see where they can expand their boundaries, their horizons. And I think their second song, Dramatic, did that, and this song, Dumb, definitely did that because this song has a little more like a, a Latin pop inspired kind of uh, beat to it, which Personally, I didn't think they were able to pull it off, but I thought they did a really good job with it. And so, because I wanted to give something else for you guys to talk about too, like more than just this music video, I just why I shared this little 
documentary that uh, Dingo Music made on their YouTube channel. Um, their uh, their team leader Yeon, she went to 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 these producers and, and asked them to give her members like a debut message from all their parents because uh, when when the trainees train like really hard just to debut, they um, they barely see their parents, they barely see their relatives, their friends, and so she wanted to get them to say something. And as a surprise, like they showed up, and the girls just like bawled out crying and stuff. Um, and I just wanted to share that and kind of just show that you know what, like stuff isn't easy <laughs> like this music industry is very very competitive very very raw very very rough and to have the support of family friends and parents like that's uh that means a lot and uh that's what i wanted to share is that what made bandit more on my radar was because of that video too because it made them more human it made them seem like they're not just some idols or pedestals from far away like they're just like us too you know they have family they have friends and they work really really hard to make these uh the things that they want to do come true and so yeah, so what did you guys think of that uh, the video I sent you? Um, I thought it was sweet. Um, like you said, yeah, being a trainee is, like, super hard. I mean, you hear, like, all the stories and stuff, how, like, depends, I guess it depends on, like, who your company is or who you're training with, but it can be, like, detrimental, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, to, even to your health. So it's it's crazy, like, the things that they go through and, like, yeah, but... Yeah, I thought it was super sweet, and um, yeah, I agree. Like, it's interesting that a lot of K-pop groups do this, though. Like, because you don't really see it with like Western art, our Western artists, mm-hmm. I guess. Like here in the states, yeah. like you don't really get to see behind the scenes a lot of behind the scenes. Maybe if like Netflix does a documentary on them, like maybe we'll get to see a little bit inside of their life, yeah. but it's completely different for K-pop. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of groups have their own, like, little show, or they go on shows, and they always they always have so much content. Like, it's crazy and wild how much content they like, give out to their fans versus, like, Western artists. Like, we're lucky if we get a documentary made about them, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, it's just, it's yeah, it's nice to see that, like, you know, they are human and they all have dreams and they all have goals that, you know, that this is what they've always wanted to do. So, yeah, it was sweet. Mm-hmm. How should I say this? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, start, I'll start with this. The K-pop music industry is very hard. Um, and um, and, and I, I, I really do believe that it's like super cutthroat, you know, like people are always competing to try to be... You know, in, in, to a, in a yeah to debut and in a band that yeah. debuts, you know, it's similar to like talent competitions that we have here in the U.S. You know, like America's Best Dance Crew for dance and um, American what what used to be American Idol, American Idol is now kind of doing its own thing. But yeah, stuff like that and The Voice is really popular. And so yeah, it's 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 kind of similar in that like if you want to sing and dance and do that for a living, like that's what you do. And I think that it's really rough for um, like budding artists and musicians and stuff. You know, I, I actually don't know what the music scene looks like besides the K-pop industry in Korea. Yeah. Whereas like here in the U.S., like we and I'm sure in in Korea you have classical music and stuff too. But like in the U.S., like. When you're a musician, like there's so many things you could do. You know, you could you could be like an independent musician and release your own stuff. You could be a music teacher. You could be somebody who composes music for a living. You know, like you could do this and do that. And I don't know what what those parts of the music industry look like in Korea. 
but I know that the K-pop industry is very difficult. And, like, and to the point where, like, you know, in, in, in the documentary, like, to the point where, like, you know, um, they're, like, they don't see their parents. But I, I, I've even heard that, like, some companies, like, forbid you from going home and forbid you from, like, calling your parents and stuff like that. Because they don't want you to, like, talk to your parents and then have second thoughts about not wanting to be a part of it anymore, you know? And so I think that that's, I think that that's super rough. Um, yeah. And so, and, 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 and like, I, this is why I don't really like watching like reality TV and documentaries and stuff like that. Well, documentaries in general are different from reality TV, but I felt like this segment that you posted, Larry, was more of a reality TV thing. It didn't feel like a documentary to me. Um, And I say that because like American, it's filmed like, it's filmed like The Voice and it's filmed like American Idol and uh, filmed like, uh, whatchamacallit. The one that they just did with the songwriters and stuff like that. Um, and uh, when I remember the name of that show, I will, I will tell <laughs> Songland? you. Songland. Yeah, Songland. It's okay, it's like it's like, it's like Songland. Songland, you know. Um, and and I just don't know. It just feels so overly produced to me, you know. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Like it just feels like they want to hit you in the feels, you know, and make you like cry Empath- for this person, yeah, or or, or empathize with them. with them and stuff yeah. like that, you know, like. Like they're kind of forcing you to feel that way. Like you know, it's the same same thing when like um when like a blind person auditions to sing at, at the Voice or something, you know. And it's just like, it's just oh yeah, it's like it's like it's for it's like overly produced and and mm-hmm. that's some, that's why I sometimes don't like watching it. It's like yeah, let's appreciate that person for their talent and for their hard work, but like like I just don't I just don't like the approach to mm-hmm. to how these stories are told, you know. Yeah, yeah I understand. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and so. Yeah, I mean that, that's not to say that I I don't appreciate what what the leader did and, and 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 stuff like that. I really do appreciate that the leader cares for her, for her band members and stuff like that. Um, for her to do that, uh, was it necessary for them to like document it or whatever? Sure, you know, um, but then it also kind of makes it feel like it makes it seem like I should like them because of that, and I don't think that that's that should ever be the case. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. No, it does. I, yeah. Um, and I want to like them for, for, for them being who they are, you know? Um, and I think that, um, and, and I think that, that, that should shine through their artistry, which is again, why I think a lot of people appreciate BTS is because like their artistry and their creativity does shine through their music and their record label, whatever, whatever you call them. Company, company. the entertainment company, the entertainment Mm -hmm. company that's managing them, like, um, gives them the liberty to do so. And I understand that not a lot of K-pop groups have that liberty. I think I appreciate it, but I just don't like the way that it's produced. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's with, a, I'm not saying that this is just for this in particular, but reality TV in general. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. The reason why I liked this particular segment was because it reminded me of things I did in college. Um, I did this for a friend of mine and when he was, it was his birthday and it was around the time he just proposed to his girlfriend at that point. And so I went around and I just recorded everyone saying happy birthday to him. And uh, that's something that I, I, I really, really like doing. Uh, something To create something very personal to, to people who mean a lot to you. And that's what this segment reminded me of. Because this is what uh, Yeon did for her members. Because they mean a lot to her. Bandit was actually supposed to debut back in 2017. But they didn't fall through with it. Because Chungha, she was a, she's a solo artist now. But I know, yeah. yeah, I know she yeah, is. She's part of this entertainment agency too. And so Chungha... I think they decided to debut her as a solo artist. She was, she was supposed to be part of Bandit. 
but she they made her a solo artist and so they wanted to focus on promoting her focusing all their efforts and marketing on her and that's what they did for a couple years and chongha's big now she's huge they made the proper move but at the expense of bandit who then has to keep training for more years and more years you know and so to kind of see them kind of have to uh, go through this and for them to finally debut last year um it's uh it's amazing you know for them to be able to be able to do this and so okay yeah that was pretty much it um so one more thing i wanted to ask like last time i had you guys do with everglow i'm gonna send you guys a picture of them you guys are not gonna guess my bias you guys are gonna guess my bias records records so there's more than one i have two bias records so i sent you guys a picture on the facebook messenger chat i have two bias records you guys get to guess Mm. a reward is a double toast for your sibling (laughs) war that's the one in the middle and the one next to her, Jung Woo. Those are bias records. Okay, Jonathan. Um, I have no idea. <laughs> you just pick two names. That's really it. You don't have to think about it. <laughs> Let's say the girl. Close your eyes and pick. Let's say the girl with the blonde hair and the one on the far right. Okay, so you guys got one of them right each. <laughs> oh, we missed it. <laughs> By a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Songhee is my bias. The girl on the far right. She's my bias. Uh, the girl, Jonathan, you picked Shim Young. She's my bias wrecker. Um, and Jessica, the other bias wrecker you picked was Jung Woo. So Shim Young and Jung Woo are my bias wreckers, but Songhee is my bias. So you have to give us each one, one toast. One toast. <laughs> <laughs> one toast. So one toast for Jonathan's yeah. next sibling war and one toast for mine for the next sibling yeah, war. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Okay, cool. All right. Okay, awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Larry, for that sibling war. So next we will talk about Pen15. <laughs> I know you guys are probably thinking, why did Jessica pick this? Why did she pick a TV show with the name Penis? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and, and, and you know what? Man. Okay, so I was looking up like why it's called Pen Fifteen, and I don't know yeah. why. I, it's it's supposed to be an inside joke, but I didn't get it. I still don't get it. Uh, I, don't I don't think anyone's supposed to get it. I don't get it either. Supposedly, it was it's, it's like some middle school inside joke back in the two thousands or something. That's why I thought you would know oh. why it's called Pen Fifteen, Jess. No, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why it's called Pen Fifteen. Yeah, I don't know why either. Is I it thought like, it was I'm maybe sure, because like, something that people made them write on a calculator or something. You know what I mean? I don't know. At first, I thought it was that they were pen pals and they were 15 years old, but it's not true. (laughs) Like, at all. (laughs) That's actually a really good guess. I mean, technically, they, like, no, they're not 15. They're not 15. They're, like, They're, like, 11, 12, 12, 11, 12. 12, yeah. 12, probably. But, yeah, 12 in middle school. But, um, yeah, so, basically, the, uh, the background of this, show is it's 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 a comedy a very cringy comedy (laughs) about two middle middle school students um they're best friends and they're just basically dealing with like the awkwardness of middle school and one thing that caught me off guard was that yes it's set in middle school but the two main characters anna and maya they are themselves right now but like as 30 year olds playing 12 year olds right yeah <laughs> so that's what 
made it so funny for me. It doesn't reflect my whole experience in middle school, but it reflects some of it and just like the awkwardness of uh, middle school and like high school. So that's one of the reasons why I liked it so much and thought it was so funny. But um, so we have two main characters, Maya Ishii Peters, and we have Anna Cohn, their best friend. Maya is half Japanese, half white, and then we have Anna who is white, Caucasian. And um, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like I don't want to go through each episode because, I mean, there's 10 episodes. If, yeah, no, no. we don't have to go through each episode. Yeah, we don't have to go through each episode. Yeah. Well, how did you hear about this, Jess? How did I hear about this? Mm-hmm. I don't. I think I just it was on Hulu. So I think it was just you know one of those things like shows up on your Hulu feed. Yeah, because it's, it's, so it's, like, it's a Hulu original, correct? Yeah, it's a Hulu original. Uh-huh. And do you guys know who Andy Samberg is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a he's also a producer on this show. So if like you kind of know like his humor on like SNL and on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, then you can kind of figure out or like know why there's humor like that on this show. Um, but yeah, that's how I heard about the show. I just saw it on Hulu. It just came up my feed and I was like, oh, this looks interesting. So I think I remember watching the first episode and I was like, what the heck? <laughs> and, and then I just kept watching and I thought it was just so funny Okay. Even though it's a little cringy for people just, and just not a, my... Just a it, little, little, little cringy? It's a little cringy. It's a little cringy. <laughs> it's, you sure about that? Okay. It's cringy, but I just thought it was hilarious. Like, Jason and I, I was going through all the episodes again, and Jason was, like, laughing, too. He's like, they're so stupid. I was like, I know. That's why I love this show. Because <laughs> it's so, like, dramatic and over... Just, like, over-dramatized. Like, everything is just over-dramatized. But um, just like the whole middle school experience, because I feel like you get a lot of shows about high school, but you never get a lot of shows about middle school, which I think is like the most awkward stage in life coming from like elementary school to the buff. It's before high school. It's this weird, awkward stage of your body changing and just all these new experiences you're getting. But um, yeah. I'm like, what else should I say <laughs> um, about this show? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have like, I have bullet points on mm-hmm. um, like why I there are like sp- specific things I like, and then I also have like uh, like standout moments and episodes. Actually, it's like just really like one moment. I mean, there are a lot of moments, mm-hmm. but. Um, there's like then there's like one standout episode for me. Should I just talk about that? No. Have, look, can we talk about our first impressions first before you? Sure. Talk sure. About yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. What are your first impressions of this show, Larry? <laughs> <laughs> um, I was really really turned off by the main characters being played by the thirty year old versions of themselves. Uh, I had a hard time wrapping my head around that. Um, because all the other kids in the show are their appropriate age, except for those two. Yeah. Um, and, like, that thing kind of continued pretty much almost up until the last episode, where I, was, where, I was, where I finally, like, sank in that, oh, yeah, it's okay. But, like, it took a really, really long time for me to adjust to that. That whole thing just left a really, really bad taste in my mouth. I had a really hard time focusing on the story because of that. Um, it just didn't feel very believable. Like, the reason why is because it, it almost felt like... Because I know these two are executive producers, too. Like, the the two main actors 
they're uh, actresses, mm-hmm. they're executive producers too. But it almost seemed like they played themselves because no one else could play it because they know the character is better. Like who 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 better to play themselves than themselves? You know what I mean? Like there's no one else better. And I personally had something like that when I was in college too. I started and played my own character in, in my in my student film. But when I did that, that's when I realized that there's a lot more work when it comes to like behind the scenes stuff and having other actors or having other people take place in your place it can make you the film or whatever work you're doing even better because they have their opinion to kind of put into it too because they can bring out that that light bring out that story that you're trying to tell and so that thing was a huge total turnoff because there's tons of good child you know teen actresses you know like jonathan we want hill house you know there's a shit ton of like good child actors and actresses you know mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. i was really wondering why they did that like i know it's not because of the the subject matter they talk about because because they still use adult body doubles for the stuff they talked about or for the stuff they introduced so like, even if they did that like why did the two main actresses had to be like 30 year olds you know um and so that thing bugged me like the whole like the whole show the whole time i had to like push myself to really really watch it because um there are some pretty funny moments i'll agree some gags hit really really well some gags did not hit at all i'm like that wasn't funny at all that just wasn't very funny it it was hard for me to continue to watch each episode by episode like i was kind of like like dreading it which is bad like most i never (laughs) dread a lot of shows but this show i was dreading it just a little bit like i think if they had teen actresses i'd be okay with it i'd be a lot better with it because I, I which it just didn't feel very believable about the situation, mm-hmm. about any of the circumstances or the story, whatever. It didn't feel very believable because I would just turn off by the fact that the two main actresses were were thirty year olds. That's all. You know why I think they did it? Why? I think it's part of the TV pitch. Yeah, like when you pitch a TV show, you have to have something that's like very unique about it, and something that'll make it stand out. Um, right and so and so i think that 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 was part of the pitch for this tv show yeah to like help get a green light similar right because i I feel like like if you just casted a a 13 12 year old teenager it would have been any like any typical teenage drama or teenage comedy you know what i mean versus like this is it's different because you have adults playing children right right it's case, i think the... you should have had all the adults i should have all the children be played by adults because then that would be a lot more interesting because <laughs> that would be really interesting yeah they that would that. be funny that would be really funny if they did that but they did yeah you had like only two 30 year olds you know that's what yeah. threw me off i think it's just part of the tv pitch like for that for the show similar to like hill house you know and how they pitched when they pitched hill house they pitched episode i think it's episode five and they pitched the the twist of the yeah. bent neck lady, and they mm-hmm. pitched, like you know, like like these were things they had to pitch at the very beginning to like say yeah. like this is what makes our show unique. Um, this is why you should pick it up. It's just part of the pitch for Pen Fifteen is that yeah. instead of having you know like like child actors, we're gonna have um, the old people play their their counter respective or counterparts, the younger counterparts, yeah. yeah. What are, your so what are your first impressions? impressions? Mine? Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I just wanted to make sure you were done. Um, I thought that it was okay. I felt like there were some really funny moments for sure. And the list of things I don't like is longer than the things I do. <laughs> that's just, that's just, that's my, that's my, um, that's my first impressions. I thought it was fine. Similar to last episode, I have a movie that, is 
like a movie that I I feel does such a better job with with this story of like awkward middle school age and stuff like that. Mm, okay. Um, and I will talk about that later. So I'll, I guess I'll talk about I don't know I don't want to I don't want to say debate. <laughs> like, debate. <laughs> not debate, but like, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not. De- I don't want to debate you guys. Like I want to discuss my uh, discuss or like my stance on why i i like it okay or why i would prefer i why i liked the show and why i would prefer it being like 30 year olds okay playing 12 year olds instead yeah. of actual yeah 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 you can go ahead so, and make that statement yeah <laughs> make your defense yeah make your defense yeah, yeah that's what i was trying to say what what is it defense yeah, yeah. defend my choice yeah that's fine okay so i'm gonna defend my choice on this show (laughs) because i thought it was like like what jonathan said with the pitch of the show like you got to make it interesting right like if you if you just have just regular child actors portraying these everyday or these things that like middle schoolers go through yeah it could be funny but it's it, it takes a different spin when you put 30-year-olds in, like, 12-year-olds' shoes. Because at that time, you're 30, but the, Oh, no, you're 12, sorry. <laughs> you're 12. <laughs> <laughs> but having, like, like for instance, like, if, say, I were to go back and play myself at 12, just the thought of that, <laughs> I think, is so funny (laughs) like going back in time and playing yourself at that age that you are now i think it's so funny because like you obviously you've grown up you know all these things and then like you go back into like middle school and put yourself in these situations where i don't know in experiences where you thought you were so cool and um you were just experiencing all these new things as 12 year old but yeah that's why i liked the show because it I think this show is more... I mean, guys could watch it, and it would be funny, but I feel like it's funnier for girls because it's two girl best friends, and like they just go through all these things that 12-year-old girls go through. Of, you know, like finding... Or, or, you know, having their first crush, the first kiss, you know, the girly things that happen to girls at that age. And, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it could, it could just be... It could be more... Um, relatable for if like women my age were to watch it because it's almost nostalgic going back into that time that time period because for me like I can't remember I'm sure there could be shows I don't know about but I haven't seen any shows where it reflects that time period like the early 2000s like right there without it being like a I don't want like Dawson's Creek or something you know what I mean or Saved by the Bell yeah, or like Saved by the Bell because like yeah, or like Boy Meets World, you know what I mean? I guess Saved by the Bell is like more like melodrama, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of sitcommy. Yeah, sitcommy. Mm-hmm. It was comedy, had some dramatic moments in it, and pulled your heartstrings. But then like, you have, and then you compare it to Boy Meets World, which is it has like some comedy, but more heartfelt messages and yeah, things. More like drama that. stuff. Yeah, more drama. But versus this, it's just, it's comedic. I loved the nostalgia factor because I feel like that's 
kind of like an in thing, like a trend right now in a lot of movies and TVs because you have like Stranger Things going back to the 80s. And then I feel like we just have like things just keep recycling, like the 90s and all that stuff is like coming back. Yeah. So I, I loved that factor of this show because it has brought you back to to things that you that we had like growing up. A few things were like, you know, just like the outfits that they had on the little little things like the butterfly clips that they had in their hair and the you know the roll the bangs are rolling backpacks the rolling backpack and... really got me because i was like yeah that i saw that shit all the time when i was in elementary school, middle school. like <laughs> yeah that was hilarious it's just like and and like the thing that i loved the most one of the episodes that they brought in they brought into the episode was aol and for us like aol that was like a huge thing for us like growing mm-hmm. up like like kids nowadays they don't understand that but if you go back and watch a show you're like and they show you that scene you're like oh man like you can just it just brings you back in time and you're like i remember like my aim screen name and like you in chat rooms and stuff like that i just so i just loved the nostalgia factor of that of the show um they just brought you back to like the specific time period I don't know about I don't know about your your experience because obviously we had different experiences growing up in middle school going to middle school, but for me it it didn't reflect my whole experience as a middle schooler, but it reflects some, and um, that's like one of the biggest reasons why I love this show. Yeah, yeah, it just okay. reminds yeah. you a lot of your middle school story. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Could you guys like relate a little bit to it or like not at all? Um, I agree that I think that girls, and this is just the way that like female bodies work. So mm-hmm. female bodies develop faster than male bodies mm-hmm. do. Um, and I understand that there are some bodies that don't fit either of those. So I apologize for not being inclusive, but, um, yeah, so like female bodies tend to develop faster. And so that means, um, that like they start thinking about those things faster. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they start thinking about like like oh what boy do I like, you know, like kissing and all that stuff, you know? Um and so yeah, when I was in middle school I wasn't thinking about any of this stuff like <laughs> at all. Um and so um and plus, you know, my story is different than a lot of other yeah. people's stories. And so yeah. um like I like I was having my own struggles and stuff like that. Um like in middle school, but I don't know. Like I was just a very shy, awkward kid in middle school. And, and that was that, like all the boys in this, except for maybe Sam and Shuji, like all the boys in the, um, in the, in the show are really like stupid. Like, yeah. Like they don't like, they're kind of just like, um, your typical boy. Yeah. They're just like boys will be boys sort of thing. You know, like they act really dumb. Like they don't, they just kind of like, they're just kind of there to have fun, you know, like they say stupid stuff, like suck my balls, you know, like stuff like yeah. that, you know, like that's, they just, that's all they do. Like they don't really have much like character to them, which is why I guess I appreciate Sam and Shuji more, but I don't think it necessarily reminded me of my middle school experience, but I do, you know, appreciate the nostalgia and uh, yeah. And I appreciate the, the comedy or some of the comedy I should say. Um, and, and the nods to the two thousands and stuff like that. Um, I also just, I'll just use this time right now too, to talk about what I did like, um, in the TV show. Um, I named Shuji already. I really like Shuji. I think that he, even though he's only one grade older than Maya, he just, he just 
seems like way more mature than he is um and like kind of acts as like a mentor to like his sister which i really really love um i really like maya's mom and she she's she felt the most real to me like she felt like mm-hmm. the most real character that's that's her actual mom oh is it yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she feels like her character and the things that her character does and the things that her character says like sounds it, it feels the most real like out of out mm-hmm. of everybody um I really appreciate the acting. Um, and then, yeah. And I also really appreciate Sam, the character, um, the mm-hmm. side character. Their, yeah. their best male friend or whatever. Yeah. Which is the love interest for Maya. Yeah, those are the things I liked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, this show wasn't really... wasn't too much reflective of my own experience as well. Uh, I can definitely tell the show was definitely geared towards another demographic, and Jonathan and I are not that demographic. But I'm glad <laughs> you are, Jessica. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad you are. Because um, there's a lot of things I just didn't understand, and I was thinking, like, okay, maybe this isn't for me. <laughs> Which is fine. It's not for me. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, this show isn't yeah, for everyone. Yeah, this show isn't for everyone. A lot of the comedy is pretty cringy, maybe a little over the top. I think that was kind of the point, though. But still, yeah. like, a little too over the top. Um they had they did have some really really funny gags, some really funny moments, um, which I liked. Nothing I can really think of off the top of my head, but then there are times where I was just like, where I would bust out laughing a little bit, I'm like, yeah, because it's like you don't expect it at all. Okay, I do remember. I do remember. Very first episode. Okay. Very first episode when um, when Maya was trying to figure out like, oh yeah, everyone's calling me a Yujis. Everyone's calling me a Yujis, and then <laughs> and, and they they go and say like, you, do you know what Yujis means? And then um, which means ugliest girl in school. And so she goes and tells Shuji about it. And she's like, Shuji, they call me a Yujis or something like that. <laughs> and then Shuji's like, they called you a what? And then they took it like so serious. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that, that was really funny because that is something we take super seriously back in elementary school, <laughs> middle school. Um, and then his response and like his like way to counter, like counteract that was, was pretty funny. Because <laughs> it's, yeah. it's such like an older brother thing to do or older to say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it, it, it just goes to show that even though he's like, he still finds his sister annoying, that he still finds, you know, it's still his sister, you know? He yeah. He still has to do yeah. something about it. Um, yeah. Yeah, he'll stand up for her. Yeah. And... Yeah. 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 Exactly. It's funny because, like, their their relationship was funny because, like, Maya was like, no, I don't want to talk to Shuji right now. You know, and like, like they don't want to, they want to, they don't want to be seen talking to each other. And yeah. I feel like that's how we were when we were in high school. Yeah. Like, we oh, did yeah. not want to be seen, like, talking to each other at all. Yeah, like, I don't know you. <laughs> like, unless, While at like, school, I don't know you. Um, unless you're dying. Unless, like, you need something from me, like, don't talk to me, you know? Like, that, that's how we were when we when we were in high school yeah yeah okay so when when i was in when i was in high school with with luke right with our other brother luke um i think one time he told me he was like yeah like uh i think i think i needed something from him or we were just we just passing by we said something and then one of luke's friends asked him he was like hey who's that nerd with you just now (laughs) (laughs) and luke says that's my brother (laughs) oh yeah yeah, he's cool he's cool It's funny because, like, in high school, it was similar to that when I would hang out with my friends. They were like, you have a brother? I didn't know that. <laughs> or brothers, plural. I'm like, yeah, I have three younger brothers. They're like, what? Because <laughs> we, ne- we didn't look alike. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. we never talked to each other. Yeah, like, so. by the, when, we, when, we, when we hopped off that car, we did not talk to each other at all. <laughs> like, we did not, you know? 
Yeah, there was an exception. We just happened with, to ride like, in the same car. Yeah, there was a section exception with me and Andy, but we were cousins, and so yeah, yeah. and you guys were in the same grade, so right. same right. age, same grade, yeah. same yeah, everything. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, but yeah, so like little moments like that, I I appreciated a lot, and I was like looking for those nuggets every single time I was watching an episode, <laughs> but they don't appear in every episode, so I'm like, no, they don't. Yeah, so I had to like really really push myself, uh, yeah, to to watch the show, um, but. Yeah, I do like the nostalgia factor. Uh, not a lot of the, the nostalgia hits. I think the biggest one was definitely AIM, the AOL stuff, yeah. for sure. Yeah, the online ones, the Spice Girl stuff, because I know that was pretty big back then. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, otherwise, that yeah, that was, that was pretty much it for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I loved um, all the, just like the little things you, uh, like in the first episode where like Maya it's like the day before school and she's like oh I need to cut my hair I need to look cool before you know school starts so she like goes and cuts her hair and then the next morning her mom's like well what did you do to your hair and then her mom grabs a bowl and puts it on her head and I'm just like I mean thankfully our parents never did that no but I just I mean you 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 hear about like the bowl cut and like things like that and I just thought it was hilarious that they did that for her like her first haircut like she looked like a like a mushroom (laughs) and i just i just appreciated like little things like that because uh well like one of the things one of the reasons why i also picked this was because of uh maya because she's asian half half japanese so that's why i picked this i'm like oh yeah like i don't really i didn't really you know obviously we didn't see that growing up uh like asian representation especially in like that era generation that mm-hmm. era mm-hmm. yeah of schooling so i really appreciated that and then one of my favorite episodes probably episode six when it's the it's the posh the spice girls one yeah. and you know how like throughout the episode they the you know like the white girls they were basically was it yeah mm-hmm. it was yeah no they weren't all white yeah they were yeah, they were. They no, were? They all were. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I remember a different friend. Okay. But yeah, they were like all white and they were like, you know, basically singling out Maya. And at first, Maya didn't really like understand it. Like she did and she didn't to a point. So I really liked that they did touch on that in this episode, in like episode six. Mm-hmm. Like I thought it was important. And I didn't know if they were going to touch on this and I was on the subject like that. So I really appreciated that they did that. And then you like, you see Anna <laughs> trying to help out Maya in the episode, but like she just kind of fails. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, cause in like, like, I mean, we've talked about it before, like just like the, like racism, racism that we like experienced growing up, you know, it's just similar to stuff like that, like being singled out. Or, you know, like, oh, like, you're you're this kind of Asian or you're Asian, so you must eat dog or, like, cat or something, you know, or eat, like, this kind of food or just, like, be embarrassed to, like, even bring food to school, you know what I mean? So I really appreciated that about this series that they did do that. Um, about that, I have something to oh, say. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought it was interesting because, like... We went to James Rudder, right? Mm-hmm. Middle school. All of us did. You did too, right, Larry? Yes. We all did, yeah. Which was also known as James Gutter. <laughs> um, <laughs> yep. For all, this, for all the Elk Grove Unified School District schools, it is James Gutter. 
It is also one block away from the third most dangerous street in the United States. From like when we were like when we were going to the school, it was the third most dangerous street in the United States. And like we went to a very diverse middle school. School. Yeah. yeah. Like there were not that many white people there. Um it was mainly Asians, blacks, and Latino folks. Like is just mm-hmm. kind of what you know what it was. I, I said blacks. Black folks. <laughs> <laughs> I sound hella racist <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, it was black folks, it was Latino folks, and then it was Asian folks, mostly. Um, and then a lot of hell among people. Like, hell yeah. among mm-hmm. people. Oh, yeah. Um, a lot of Hmong people. So many Hmong people. I did not hang out with the Hmong people. Um, I didn't either. And so for us, like... The difficulty for us wasn't necessarily, like, being Asian, you know? Yeah. Like, there were so many Asians, and we were probably the majority, you know? So, the difficulty was being Hmong, you know? And, Mm -hmm. like, and being, like, pasted with that group of students, you know? And for me, not wanting to be labeled as that. And so, hanging out with the non-Hmong Asian folks, you know? Mm -hmm. I hung out with... um, like Vietnamese and Chinese, you know. Yeah, folks. same here. Yeah, we didn't have a lot of Japanese folks at in Sacramento, mm-hmm. at least not in South Sacramento. So that was kind of like our experience, or at least my experience growing up in middle school. And I was gonna say, like, the episode about racism was like cool, I guess, but cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like talking like it a was middle cool. Right now. It was cool, I guess. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, it was it was cool, but like. It ended up not ending the way I wanted it to end. Yeah, it didn't really have like a like a conclusion. Because what happened was midway through, it ended up becoming an episode about a conflict between the two of them. Mm-hmm. It was no longer about racism. So yeah. it felt really weird. It was like, oh, we're going to say this thing about racism, but then it's going to be about... But really, at the end, it's just a conflict between... Another conflict fr- between Maya two and two friends. Anna. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I don't really if they were gonna talk about racism, I just wanted them to talk about racism. Yeah. Also, shout out to Brandon Suhu who is who is also in the episode. He's the he's the cool he's Andrew Kim, the the cool uh, Asian kid. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's he in, was in Yappy. Yeah, he was in Yappy and he's in uh, a couple other Wong Fu stuff too. He's in Trace, the short film with the Kung Fu with the Kung Fu. Martial arts. Um <laughs> I said Kung Fu. <laughs> I'm being ironic today. He he was in the um he was in the action film Traces, the short film with also a Wong Fu production. And then he was in uh I think another one most recently too with he was like in the Christmas special. So I love Brandon Suhu, I think he's great. But yeah, I just felt like it was just kind of ironic that the show would do something about racism, but then also mm-hmm. treat Maya <clears throat> As like sometimes they would treat Maya as the token Asian person, and I just I didn't yeah. like that either. Like, like for example, like Asians have this stereotype on them that like they're um, really dorky and really like um, what's the word like um, like pe- oh, people make fun of them, well, like kind of like long yeah, like duck that, dong, you know? Yeah, like that scene where like she goes and to the kids and they're like sitting and playing. I don't know Pokemon cards. Are they playing Pokemon cards? Yeah. They're yeah. playing Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they're playing Pokemon. She goes up and then she says something in Japanese to them, I think. And they're like, we don't speak Japanese. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. The, the scene that I'm thinking about is that, like, the very beginning of school, they, like, she does an Ace Ventura impression, like, in front of the oh, entire yeah, class. Yeah. 
And I felt yeah. that was really, um, like, the kids liked it and they thought it was funny. But then I also felt that was really, like, token Asian of them to make Maya be the one to do it, you know? Because mm-hmm. Asians are often seen as, like, the ones who, like, act, like, really dorky and stupid again. The, the stereotype of long duck dong from 16 candles, you know, mm-hmm. um, and not being attractive and stuff like that, you know, and then yeah. also she gets labeled Yujis, you know, um, ugliest girl in school, which is also like also further stereotypes this idea that Asian people are not attractive or not like desirable, you know, mm-hmm. um, and so I thought that it was interesting to do there was I thought it was just kind of weird i should say that they should that they did an episode about racism but then still had maya be the token asian in some of the stuff oh yeah in the episode where where they were about beauty and the and the community service project like she got the asian grandma you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. like why why do you need to why do you feel the need to to make maya have the asian grandma she's the one asian grandma in the entire nursing home you know, like, and that doesn't make sense either because Asian people don't send our grandmas to the nursing home. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's true. When I saw that, I was like, that's Yeah, it makes, like, no sense. Weird. And so, like, yeah. I thought, I was just like, man, like, why are they doing all these things that, like, just kind of further perpetuates the Asian stereotype stuff? But then they do an episode on racism. Like, it was very confusing to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That just means we have to write our own show. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I did feel like Maya... A lot of the conflicts in all these episodes revolve around Maya. Like, I feel like Anna didn't go through anything. She had the yeah, divorce. Yeah, except at the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. except at the end. But most yeah. of the time, like, it was Maya who who was the center of all the conflicts, which is like, does, like, Anna not go through anything? <laughs> and so um, that's what I didn't like either. There was no balance between what the characters were going through. It was just sort of like, it seemed like Maya was just the taking the front or taking the bullet for all the stupid shit that happens in this show. And Anna's just there on the side to kind of help with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then Anna never really went through anything as drastic as Maya. Or you know, not dra- drastic isn't the right word. But like as some- something as not severe because it's not severe. But like, like they're, they're, yeah. the conflict levels are not the same. Like yeah. Anna didn't really go through anything. Like... Like I'm reading through all the summaries of the episodes right now, and it's it's all centered around Maya. Like the band thing, that was Maya. The episode about her Ojichan, that was Maya. The episode about the community service, the episode about the Spice Girls, all the episodes. The episode about Aim, all of this was Maya. Anna was yeah. just kind of there. She just had kind of like a side storyline that goes along with it, but she's not the center of it. Um, and I did kind of wonder why they did that because I've always seen it as these two are the main characters, and I thought that they should have balanced it out a little more because by making Maya the center, it made it seem like only this shit happens to, to Maya or to Asian people. Like that's, that was the subcontext I was getting from that, um, which is which is what I didn't like. Um, I felt there should have been more balance between the two. So, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maya definitely is like the heroine character. Like her character type is like that, in my opinion. Like that's just okay. her personality. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. Anna's definitely the one where she's, like, really... I don't know if shy is the right word, but she's, like, cautious, you know, to, like, step forward and do stuff. Maya is usually the one that, like, pushes them to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that makes her seem more, like, the main hero, you know? Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. I agree. I agree with that. In general, I I, I should have prefaced this at the very beginning, but I did not, so I apologize. In general, I'm not a huge fan of comedy. If you ask me, hey, let's watch a movie tonight, comedy or horror, I will always pick horror. I will never pick comedy over horror. And so I'm not 
much of a comedy person. And so maybe I'm the wrong, like, like Larry, you said, like it was, maybe wasn't written for you. And I feel that same way about this. Like I, I, I will watch comedy. Like I like Andy Samberg's, um, parody of the Justin Bieber documentary that he did. Um, never stop, never stopping. I think is what it's called. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah never stop, never stopping. And, um, that one was funny. I really like that. Um, I have, okay. People are going to hate me for this, but I've never seen Hot Rod. So, but I hear Hot Rod is amazing. I've never seen it. Have you seen it, Larry? Okay, nope. people are going to hate us. Because um, <laughs> Andy Samberg's in Hot Rod. And I think that was his, like, debut. That was the thing that made him famous. And so, I really like Bridesmaids. I thought Bridesmaids was hilarious. Um, comparatively, there's a movie called Eighth Grade, which is, in my humble opinion, the better version of Pen15. <laughs> <laughs> um Pen15 has a 93% Rotten Tomato score, 45 ratings from critics, 8th grade, 99% Rotten Tomato score, 297 critic ratings. And so I agree with the critics on this one. I really like 8th grade, and I feel like it does what Pen15 is trying to do, but a lot better. That's just my opinion. But that's not to say I don't like Pen15. Um, I, think it's, I think it's fine. I think it's okay. Um, but I, I like eighth grade a lot better. And the, one of the reasons why is because I feel like there's no mentor figure in this TV show, which mm-hmm. I feel like they really need. They need some sort of like eighth grader that they can go to besides Shuji who can like help them. You know what I mean? And I feel like the show would be a lot better. They have Shuji and they kind of have Jan, who's the janitor at the school. But then she's only in like maybe what, two episodes um, mm-hmm. and she's only, she only says like one or two lines and that's it. But I really feel like they need a mentor like figure, um, in the show. I think it would make the show a lot better. Yeah. And then in general, again, about comedy, sometimes it just makes fun of stuff that's like pretty normal and like regular for people, which I understand is comedy. And, but I, I just not, a, not a fan of that. And then sometimes it's overly raunchy and unnecessarily explicit, um, which I felt this tv show did at times um yeah yeah but that's comedy that's how comedy is nowadays um, yeah mm-hmm. yeah so i would give it a six out of ten i am always down for comedy it just really depends on the type of comedy and uh this really isn't my type of comedy it's a super duper cringy like more cringy than like they classify as cringe comedy but they should call it they should call it a heavy cringe comedy because it's a lot of cringe in this in this show um do you mean when you say cringe do you mean like cringe cringe or do you mean like icky because sometimes i felt really icky watching it (laughs) uh i didn't feel icky it was more like like why did they put this in like it's not (laughs) it's 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 like things that are supposed to be funny that i just didn't find very funny um, hmm. It does have some funny moments, uh, which I will agree it does, but most of it just doesn't hit the mark very well. A lot of the, the subject matter are things that we did go through like in middle school or things that people do go through in middle school, but they were overly explicit. And I did feel like just because they were on a um, on-demand service network, it felt like they could just do it just because they could do it. It didn't really add anything. No comedy, no other aspects to it. It was just like, oh, because... You know, it's kind of like HBO. Oh, because we're on HBO, we can 
we can show like nudity like on Game of Thrones, right? Um, it felt like that too with here uh, with this. Just because they're on Hulu, they could push the limit on like what they could do when they when they portray middle school kids. You know what I mean? I just didn't like that. But there are some good moments. Uh, as I said, I was kind of looking for the little nuggets in all the episodes, but they only exist in a couple episodes. Um, so I had to really, really push myself to watch this show. But as I said, it's a very, very nostalgic show. Definitely reminded me some aspects of my middle school experience, uh, but not all of it. But if you are the proper demographic, you might enjoy it a lot. As per the 45 credits of 93% Rotten Tomatoes, that's a really, <laughs> really high score. Yeah, it is really um, high. That's a really, really high score. I don't think it I don't think it deserves to be that high, to be honest. Um, but I just cannot recommend this show. Um, but if you are around our age around like the late 20s to early 30s you will definitely probably relate to a good chunk of it but yeah otherwise i just can't recommend this show um the show is not for me and if there's a season two i'm just like do not make do not make us watch season <laughs> there two. is a season i think there, they it, just they, they green lighted a season, two. season two i heard but i'm not gonna watch season two i'm gonna refuse i won't make i will you be watch absent it. from that podcast episode if you make us watch season two i, I will be absent as I well i won't <laughs> So I would just do the podcast by myself. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So yeah, this show is definitely not for everyone. I went into this show just, I mean, sometimes you just need shows just to watch. You know what I mean? To not have to like think about it so deeply. And it's just like something to laugh at and just laugh with. That's why I really like this show. It was because it just, it poked, it poked a lot of fun at stupid little things that like in life in in middle school that you could experience it's gonna relate more for girls because it's about mostly about the yeah about anna and maya's experience mm -hmm. in middle school so like someone my age or close to my age who went to middle school in the early 2000s they're gonna relate to it a lot more than obviously two guys <laughs> so this humor isn't for everyone either I really loved it because it was just super dramatic and over the top and really dumb. And I like laughing at stuff like that versus like really dry humor, like The Office or things like that. Like mm. I, I can't watch The Office because it's just like, okay, like that, I guess that was funny, like, but that's not really funny to me. If you are somewhere around my age and if you just want something to kind of just laugh at, and um, just not think about too deeply, then I would recommend wa just watching maybe like the first episode and like see what you think. And yeah, that is ten fifteen. My rating for probably it's probably like a seven and a half. I wish there there were more like moments of because I feel like when there's comedy, there's also always the other side of it, of comedy as well. You know what I mean? Like, you, we get that in romantic comedies and any type of comedy. Like, you get, like, the funny aspect, but then you also get, like, the other aspect of, um, like, the heartfelt things. And I, I do wish the show had a lot more of that. That would have been, like, a nice balance between the both of, of this, like, I guess, cringe comedic aspect of the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But um, those are my thoughts on Pepitine, and um, if you guys would like to check it out, then it is on Hulu. All right, so I guess we can talk about what we're watching now. It hasn't been that long, but... <laughs> well, yeah, first like, of yeah. all, let's talk about how sad it is that we didn't get to see Mulan. Yeah, so 
Today's what the heck? episode was supposed to be Mulan. Oh. Yes, that was my pick. Okay, oh, you guys. And then and I said we it got to a cringe 15. comedy. Pen <laughs> fifteen. <laughs> Instead of Mulan, see, because when you when Whatever. you suggested Pen you 15, had, I we we all had our bad picks. Okay, there's Jonathan with goat, hey, goat and then you good. with mother. I stand by okay? goat. Whatever. I stand by it. Whatever. I stand by it. Film, so, mm-hmm. <laughs> but see, I, stand see, I was by expecting goat. like Mulan quality stuff. You know what I mean? But here it's like Pen Fifteen. I'm like, huh? What? Hey, <laughs> we can't win with everyone. Okay. I know, but hey, uh, I sat through everyone. ten episodes of it for just for you. Okay. So <laughs> at least they're only thirty minutes. That not is, even twenty eight. I'd rather take twenty minute episodes um, instead of thirty minute episodes. That was really long. <laughs> it's not that bad. Yeah. I anyway. I hear that Mulan is going to be available for streaming. Really? Yeah. I hear that Disney is really talking about just releasing it on streaming. Interesting. Like that's like, so sad. To, to, to like buy it for like I don't know twenty five twenty five thirty dollars yeah. or whatever, and for you to own it like right away. Um, but can we get like behind the scenes stuff? Because that's what I want to pay for. I don't know. I feel like we never see. That's the thing I hate about like buying movies. You know what I mean? Like if I'm gonna pay twenty dollars for something, I want like behind the scene featurettes, like something you would get in a DVD, right? Didn't like, you guys if buy you bought, Onward? Yeah, we did. How much did was that? With, did it come with features? No. No. So How much was it? Do. I don't think so. Hold was on. Was it 20 bucks? I think so. Oh. Let me Yes, yeah, sometimes check. like Amazon or Disney, they'll they'll sell stuff that comes with special features. Right. Um it's a little bit extra, but that's what they usually do. But generally, I'm not a huge fan mm-hmm. of buying things digitally unless that's the only way to own it. Cool. Um, and I'll, I'll only buy it physical if it has special features on it. Like all, all the, the ones I own are things. It's because the they have good commentary on it or special features. Otherwise, I try not to like buy it physically. Yeah, I, I, I like to buy things digitally just because um, it's easier to keep track of. Like I can yeah. just open an app and then select it. Yeah. Uh, I don't yeah. have to like dig through a box of DVDs to mm-hmm. right. to find we, No, there's there's no featurettes on here. Oh, there's see. no behind the scenes. Yeah. Like that's the thing. Like if I'm going to pay $20 or something, I want more than just the DVD. Yeah, but what I'm saying is movie. that you paid you paid 20 bucks for Onward and you didn't get anything except the movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't pay for it. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't gonna buy it. I was just gonna wait until it came out on on Disney Plus. Yeah, which it comes like, out like, this Friday. Yeah, and Jason's like, I want to get it. I was like, okay, fine. I think I'm gonna pay twenty dollars yeah. for it. Okay. Anyway, we're all sad that Mulan is not in theaters. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah. So, what have you all been watching, if anything? Um. Onward. I... <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. We watched Onward. Well, we watched that in theaters before, like everything got shut down. Okay. Um, so we watched that in theaters. We watched Onward. With the boys? Yeah, with the boys. They liked it a lot. I'm like, I have a list of things I watched during quarantine. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I have a list. Oh, wow. I have a show that, yeah, uh, I have shows that I've watched and, or I have shows that I finished and movies that I watched. Oh, yeah, we recently watched Jumanji, The Next Level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's uh, pretty good with Aquafina. Yeah, I like, yeah, well, Aquafina. Aquafina's I really liked hella it. good in that one. Yeah, she's pretty, she's so funny. I love her. Um, she did so much better yeah. than The Rock. Yeah. Like when The Rock tried to do the uh, the grandpa, like he tried to yeah. impersonate the grandpa, it was so cringy. But when yeah, Aquafina like, did it, it was not fine. 
yeah i was like the rock i'm like is he be trying to speak in the accent <laughs> like, or is he not i can't tell yeah. i think he's trying but yeah i loved her aquafina's performance in it and yeah. i i liked the movie a lot um i've always liked jumanji uh, i like the jumanji first one related. a lot better though yeah i did too um the second one just kind of seemed like meh, they're just on another adventure and yeah. they were just now we're just waiting for the third part. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I watched that. And then I finished a Korean drama called What's Wrong with Secretary Kim. I would not recommend that for Jonathan because you'd probably hate it. I, were uh, you watching it on Vicky? Yeah. Yeah. I oh, saw okay. the I saw the screen caps of okay. it and I'm like, uh-uh, no thank you. I was like trying to figure out, like, why is it showing up on my feed that I've seen it? What? <laughs> like, because I know Jonathan's not watching it. You mean mm. you don't know that you've watched it? No. <laughs> but yeah, I watched it. I liked it because it was just just a, uh, a romance story, mm-hmm. which whatever. Um, I liked it for what it was. Not anything deeper than that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I finished that. And that's the only thing I've watched, really. I haven't really watched anything else. Oh, watch The Resident. That's almost done. This Is Us just finished, I think. The entire uh, series? Yeah, they ha- no, not, it's not done done. Oh. Season finale. Uh, season finale just finished. It was really, really good. And then... So now... I mean, I have a few other Korean dramas that I want to watch. And then there's just so many coming out. And then I have shows that I want to go back to. I want to go back and watch The Handmaid's Tale on Hulu. Mm-hmm. I need to finish that. Yeah, because I really like all the dystopian like stories. I like stories like that, so I'm going to go back and watch it. It's just uh, the bit. I think they're on their second season. It was just the beginning. It was just like, bleh. It was really boring and it dragged on. But I'm like, oh, and I really want to go back and watch it now that I have nothing else to watch. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. So that's what I'm watching or I want to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I finished watching The Great Ruler, which is a Chinese drama, 48 episodes <laughs> uh, at 45 minutes each. <laughs> so I finished watching The Great Ruler. Yeah, I thought it was good. <laughs> you were going to say fine. You were going to say fine because you're going to affect my opinion on it. <laughs> So what you're saying is that I shouldn't even watch the first episode. I think you should watch the first episode because it's a good <laughs> intro to people for people who have never seen Chinese dramas. Okay. I, I would say that. It's a pretty good intro. Like if you've never seen a Chinese drama before, The Great Ruler would be a very, very good introduction because it has all the complexities of what a Chinese drama is in addition mm-hmm. to like similar visuals to Western like storytelling and Western cinema. Um, and western screens and so it won't be too jarring like when you first watch it so yeah the great ruler is pretty good i think that i need to sit down and think about it a little bit more it's just i I, i'm not gonna say anything the ending no the ending is fine the ending is fine um it's just one, one of the characters really annoys me and and i will i will talk about this whenever we do our video essay on the great ruler yeah, and I think Larry will also agree with me, hopefully. I think you will, at the end of the series. Other than The Great Ruler, I haven't really been watching anything. I'm looking for something to watch next. I'll probably watch a movie or two before I pick up another TV show. Oh, oh, I've been also been listening to Critical Role. So, for those of you who don't know, Critical Role is a podcast that 
uh, where a bunch of voice actors play Dungeons and Dragons together and they just tell a story. Um, so I've been listening to Critical Role as well during their second campaign. Okay, yep, cool. That's me. Yeah, so I've been trying to catch up on Great Ruler since Jonathan told me he finished it up. So I binged like five episodes today. Yeah, what are you, episode seven now? I'm on I'm, I'm episode 10, actually. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and Out of 48? Yeah. But I, oh my god! Yeah, I actually, I really, really like where it's going. I really like it. I don't know. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like it. I liked yeah. it too. Yeah, I liked it until it's great. <laughs> I liked it until the penultimate story arc, and okay. maybe you'll disagree with me. But yeah, well, we'll see. But yeah, I'm like watching through. I'm like, oh my god! Like, how dare they end on a cliffhanger? I gotta keep watching. <laughs> yeah, I know that was my problem when I was watching yeah. it. I was like, there's a cliffhanger. I need to watch this. I need to know what's yeah. gonna happen. I need to know what's gonna. I can't sleep. Yeah, they uh, they do very good at that. Like, man, I gotta keep watching. Um, it's pretty bad, but um, but yeah, I'm continuing to watch Great Ruler, um, because that will be our next video essay. I can say that for sure. Um, while I still work on our Untamed one, um, and then to kind of take a break from Great Ruler, I've also been watching this Korean drama called beautiful love wonderful life but it's a family drama I'm really liking it so far i'm like on episode eight and uh there's a hundred episodes no thanks <laughs> and i'm like scratching what? my head like it's too many i'm like how is there a hundred episodes what? on this well okay they're like 30 minutes each so it's not bad but um it's and and what what i've come to realize is that i'm a huge sucker for family dramas like if you have like dra- romantic dramas is one thing but you have a drama that involves a family and and everything that involves with them um then hill house um, yeah then i'm totally down for it sky castle was like that um you know haunting a hill house for sure um and this one for sure involves so many different family members so many different like characters and their arcs and what they go through it's like man like like they and they use all the characters to tell the story and to tell what they're trying to tell and that's what I really really like. That's what I love. Um, and so that's why I put it on like one of my recommendations for things to watch on your quarantine list <laughs> because this this show's a hundred episodes. Like you are probably not gonna finish it anytime soon. Um, I don't know if I'll finish it anytime soon. That's heck of a lot. Um, I'm pretty excited to see where it's gonna go. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much what I've been watching. So thank you guys for tuning in to the outside story and our review on Pen15. Um, for next month is, it's going to be May. I'm sorry. It just reminded me of the InSync song. <laughs> it's going to be May. <laughs> and I just saw a meme. In yeah, Justin Timberlake's face. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Oh, Justin, I'm so sorry. You're just a meme now. Um, sorry. Anyways, so May is um, a API month, and we have a special month-long <laughs> fun stuff filled with, um, I don't know, all these fun little episodes that we have. So um, be on the lookout for that. And so a few things that we want to touch on and for AAPI for... A few episodes we will be if you listen to our last podcast on the asian american experience we will be going on to part two of that and we will have a special guest in the episode as well and then we also will be talking about a few films asian american films and tv shows as well and music and we will be doing a fun episode where we interview our parents. And yeah, so be on the lookout for that next month. 
Thank you guys for listening to The Outside Story. I'm Jessica. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Larry. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye.